0: Namaste and welcome to the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient Vedic tradition, which reveals that you are pure being, having a human experience. I'm your guide by the side, Swamini P. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the River of Wisdom. Neil could not understand why people did not understand him. Here he was, a converted vegetarian, successful in his job, regular in his yoga class, and had recently even started attending classes on the Bhagavad Gita. Surely things were looking up for him. One of his acquaintances mentioned to me, Neil is such a pain to be around. You cannot complete a single conversation without being corrected or criticized and being flooded by, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this, you should do that. Clearly, Neil was converting all his knowledge and wisdom into a list of shoulds and should nots for people in his life. Words carry a lot of power and shape our thinking, our choices, decisions and lives. Some words when used have a huge force and power and one of these words is should. We started using this word in childhood or rather our parents did. You should brush your teeth in the morning and night. You should complete your homework. You should share with your friends. Should was helpful then. Should contributed to us being disciplined. Should ensured that there was no scope for any slackness. Once you said should, there was no reason to connect action and consequences. There was no reason to highlight accountability. You should get married because everyone does it. You should do a 9-to-5 job because that's the way we have all worked. Because of the power of the word should, there was and still is An absolute quality about it no room for discussion or negotiation or slipping into laziness no room for exceptions unlike all things in life of course things changed in later childhood still we kept using the word blindly into adulthood in all situations not quite recognizing the suffering we create for ourselves and others People who use a lot of shoulds on themselves and others get angry very quickly and very often. You should not have come late today. You should have brought me something today. You should speak in a soft tone, etc., etc. And then they add another should to their endless list of shoulds. I should not be angry which, as you guessed right, makes them feel more helpless and more angry. You cannot counter a should with another should. Because the word should has an absoluteness about it, it seems to corner a person. There is no escape from it. If I tell you, you should attend a Vedanta class, most of you will resist it. Why? Because you don't want to be told what to do. And second, you want to have your own freedom and not have your independence compromised in any way. Most of us are like this. When we use the word should, it is a demand. And no one likes to be demanded or dominated upon. In the Vedic tradition, we consider two impurities to our self-growth. And that is raga and dvesha. Raga is our craving for something and dvesha is our hatred of something. When we use a lot of shoulds in our words and obviously in our thinking, we build up our raga and dvesha. Let's say you believe that no Indian should leave India and work abroad. It is your opinion and of course you are entitled to your precious opinion. But when you add the word should, you make it an absolute statement that applies to all Indians. Your belief that no Indian should leave India and work abroad, it's a simple, innocuous statement. But it does not just sit in your head in one corner. It starts to affect you. You start to build animosity and disrespect towards people who work abroad. Because it is a core belief for you now, a strong conditioning, your raga for your belief has turned into a dvesha, a dislike of the people who go abroad for jobs. Do try and introspect on the kind of shoulds and should nots you have. In fact, I would suggest that you try And draw up a list of five shoulds and should nots for people in your life. And you will find that much of your conflicts with them are because of your absolute insistence on them following your rule book. Another example. Everyone should do yogasanas. This is your pet idea, your raga seems like a reasonable statement. Is it not? It is not. Why? Because there is a should lurking in there. So people who do not do yoga asanas, guess how your attitude towards them will be. You might dislike them or avoid them or try to convert them. And you ask what's wrong with that? Is it not desirable for everyone to be benefited by yoga asanas? Sure. You can suggest it, but not place it as an absolute condition. That's when it starts to become a problem for you and others. The more you think about your shoulds and should nots, you will find how you build your cravings and aversions for people. And then you complain about why life is difficult for you. All of us have our unpublished rule book for the entire world, what people should do and not do. And people better abide by it to be in our good books. Naturally, people are free to decide and think and hence very often go against our shoulds and our many demands of them. Guess what? We are back. Feeling overwhelmed and angry and bitter because people should change for the better, isn't it? So, what is the way out? Based on the principle of mutual respect and a recognition of the freedom of every person to have choices, I want to suggest the following three things. One, Try to replace should with prefer. This is not a word game or just semantics. This is genuinely saying that you have no right to demand things from people, but you have every right to request them for it. Try saying, I would prefer if you speak to me politely instead of, You should speak to me properly. Haven't you learnt anything? 2. Explain why you prefer a particular option. I would prefer for us to go on holiday to Kerala as you would be able to enjoy the beaches and I would be able to enjoy the temples. This is much better than saying we should go to Kerala for a holiday. 3. Sometimes we need to use the word should as preference does not apply. You should be on time or else we will miss the show. This is a soft should because it is pointing out the result of a particular condition not being met. Or another example, we should work 12 hour days next week as we will be able to complete our project on time. The same principles apply when you take a decision for yourself. It is not logical to convert knowledge into a list of do's and don'ts. Suppose you say, I should have more compassion. This only tells me that you have a high value for compassion. On the other hand, a better and more realistic statement to make is, I would prefer to have more compassion for myself and others. As I understand others, I hold the space for them to be free in saying this you are being compassionate to yourself and not pushing yourself in a corner in fact you are likely to grow in your compassion with this approach coupled with concrete steps to act compassionately when you reduce the amount of shoulds in your life people around you start to relax You stop being the angry, complaining self. You start to relax. As people begin to find you more reasonable, you are still hardworking and have every right to have high standards of yourself and people. But you stop driving yourself and others crazy with an absolute that does not exist. You stop being conditioned by the force of should and experience a freedom that was always yours. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thanks for listening. If you found this episode offering insight and some benefit, I do hope you will consider sharing this. To connect with the Vedic tradition or deepen your existing connection of it, you can visit my website www.discoveratma.com Thanks for listening and see you next week.